Bradley Smith says that golf, for me, is just happiness. There is no sense of naivety on the part of the 27-year-old father of two from Norfolk when he tells us this, and he has every reason for taking all the joy he can from the game. He will also look across the table and fix you with a firm gaze. Any golf day is a good one, he reasons, because you're still on this side of the ground. The line could be from a Hemingway novel, and Bradley, or Brad to his friends, looks every inch a hero from such pages. Youthfully handsome, resolute, straight back like a captain inspecting the lines, a man who has been in battle. A look only slightly undone by the blue-tinted sunglasses he takes on and off on this sunny day. His smile is never far away and brings us back to the subject of happiness and also golf. The two have appeared together in 2022. Brad has won three out of the five Edgar tournaments he has entered so far this season, sizzling form that has already seen him qualify for two G4D Tour events with the DP World Tour, and at the time of writing, he had just received news that he's qualified for the G4D Tour at the BMW PGA Championship in September at Wentworth. There, Brad will be sharing the practice area with the likes of Rory McIlroy and John Ram. He had been a long way as a boy to watch the PGA event and his father, who will now be fulfilling a golfing dream, with his twin brother Mitch on the bag as his caddy. The twins are steeped in golf and have supported each other every step of the way. For Brad, many, many hours on the practice range are being rewarded for a true golf aficionado. Half an hour in his company and you find Brad loves golf and talking golf with other players, asking about their games. Edgar players have appreciated his dry and somewhat mischievous sense of humour and some, unbidden, have mentioned how supportive he has been to them this summer. The young captain seems to have found his platoon. Introduced to the game by his father Steve and spurred on by Mitch, he started playing golf at 13. As his love for the game grew, and his handicap tumbled into single figures. Brad and Mitch soon began to see a wider picture. Could they emulate the top professionals they saw on television? Or failing that, carve out satisfying careers in the golf industry? The golf-loving twins left their school at 16, Gresham's in Norfolk, and completed their studies at the Golf College in West Sussex. So Brad had his Plan A and Plan B, both in place, turning into his 20s, playing off a handicap of 1.9. However, while Mitch went on to become a PGA professional at Royal Cromer Golf Club, where Brad's a member, Brad is now only starting to fulfil his true golfing potential at the age of 27. He was working in the professional shops at Thetford Golf Club and was all booked in to start his PGA Foundation degree at the age of 22, when Plan C surfaced. His right knee had been badly swollen for a couple of weeks. Take painkillers was the first medical option. See you in two weeks. Then, as it got worse, an MRI scan was booked six weeks into the future, and finally the results were conclusive. Brad had a rare and aggressive form of bone cancer in his knee and was in immediate danger. 
for a father with a six-month-old son and wife Abby, this was a hammer blow, with the added deep frustration of a delayed diagnosis. After the first MRI scan, Bran was summoned to the hospital. He called his mum, Laura. I said to her, you know, they've called me up in the hospital tomorrow morning, and mum said, right, we're coming with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that was, that was hard. Yeah. The first thing, before they actually told me what the diagnosis was, uh, the doctor came in and said, you know, just said hello, whatnot. And then he said, um, how would you feel if you could never play golf again? When I first went to GP, if they booked an MRI for maybe within a week, I might still have my leg. But, mm. you know, it took me a little a while to get over that, just that thought. I'm a lot happier now than I used to be with two legs. I was referred to a specialist in London, like an orthopedic surgeon. And he basically said to me, after the biopsy and more scans and stuff, the only option is to take a leg off. Mm. He said he said to me, I can try and save your leg, but then there will be a good chance that your cancer will come back. Mm. And he said, I don't particularly want to do that because, you know, so I said to him, yeah, chop it off. Yeah. So I chopped it off, have chemo, all that stuff, and just move on. I remember, I think it was the day that I had the surgery. I think my, is either mum, or Abby, they went to sit on my bed, where my, obviously my right leg would have used to be. Oh, right. And they went to sit down and I sort of screamed, went, no, my leg's there, obviously it's not there. <laughs> you know, there's a space there for them to sit, but you know, it, t- it took a while for the brain to actually register that that part of my body is no longer there. Brad has nothing but praise for all the hospital staff at Adam Brooks Hospital in Cambridge who took care of him. He was booked into six rounds of chemotherapy each time a week-long trial, when sickness and debilitation can reduce the patient to exhaustion and put their life at risk. Brad talks of surviving the process on autopilot, while being looked after by Abby, with their son Logan, and all the family in support. Happy cheer when second son Jake was born during the treatment, while Abby is now expecting a third baby later in the year. The best possible news was that the cancer hadn't spread. When we spoke to Brad, it was almost exactly five years to the day after the surgery. He's still getting six monthly checkups, just to be sure. While he was laid up in Addenbrooke's, Brad searched the internet and found Edgar, reading up about its competitions and watching one of its leading players, Juan Postigo Arc of Spain, in action on video. This focused Brad's mind on the possible once again. Aided by the ever-encouraging Mitch and his father Steve, he was determined to complete his rehabilitation and get back to golf quickly and make up for lost time. The physical pain was still a worry. His left hip bone had to be replaced because the steroids given during treatment had caused the bone to crumble. Brad was struggling with his movement and not getting along with his prosthetic leg. The socket and the cup mechanics causing pain and discomfort and affecting how he would swing the golf club again. Brad now laughs at the early efforts back at the driving range, claiming he hit 10 shanks in a row as he struggled to find any balance. Brotherly tough love and plenty of joking from Mitch helped, and testimony to Brad's ability and work rate, he was soon back to playing decent golf, now off a 5.4 handicap, savouring a sub-80 round in competition soon after. Delighted though he was to play his first Edgar event in Wales in 2018, he remained frustrated on the golf course. 
The confident young golfer had been replaced by a player feeling somewhat lost. This all led to a radical decision, which would be the turning point for Brad. If I was happy in a socket, it would have been a very hard decision. But I think the fact that I was so miserable having that sock in every day I'd put it on I'd, I'd be in pain and uh, you know I'd start sweating my leg would be full off and you know I'd, I'd come home and I'd, I'd take my leg off I'd, I'd throw it against the wall I'd, 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 I'd had enough with it for me it's the best thing I could have done Brad took a plane to Australia where a groundbreaking surgeon drilled a metal implant into the stump of his leg so that his new prosthetic can just twist on and off the leg easily while providing more comfort, stability and mobility. Brad says this crucial operation transformed his life. It was his game changer. And the movement is so much better, there's no pain. I feel the ground underneath me mm. because it's connected to the actual skeletal. Mm. More rehabilitation was needed after the surgery, but Brad now felt great. Not even COVID-19 could dampen his enthusiasm for working on his game again. Brad kept working on and off at Thetford Golf Club and had been working with his father who owns a couple of residential care homes in Norfolk. Brad helps with the maintenance on the building and the grounds and this work gives him the flexibility in which to practice. Father Steve is a keen golfer himself and has been hugely encouraging as well as supporting Brad financially to take part in more tournaments. Without his help, says Brad, his scope for testing himself in championship golf would be much reduced. Thetford Golf Club have also been supportive, as has everyone at Roll Cromer Golf Club, where Brad remains a member. He's made lifelong friends at both of these fantastic clubs. To be honest, they were brilliant. So when I was going through chemo, the Norfolk County Golf Union and the club I worked at, which was Thetford Golf Club, between them and my home club, Royal Cromer, they organised charity days. The one at Thetford, they split the charities between breast cancer and like a, a fund for me. The proceeds enabled Brad to buy an adapted car to help with his leg movement, a hugely practical step for this young family going forward. And Brad Smith is going forwards full throttle in 2022. In Edgar tournaments, he's become a feared competitor, most notably delivering a seven-shot win in the Ping Open for golfers with disability in mid-June before achieving second place in the English Open for golfers with disability a week later. In early July, he won the Irish Open, and then at the end of that month, he enjoyed a four-shot victory at Edgar's Rockcliffe Open back in the northeast of England. In late June and early August, Bragg qualified to play in two G4D Tour events staged by the DP World Tour, the G4D Horizon Irish Open and the G4D ISPS Handel World Invitational. In each of these G4D events, he was one of 10 Edgar golfers to qualify from the world ranking for golfers with disability. Brad was ranked 8th at the time of writing. His easygoing personality has led him to make close friends quickly on the Edgar scene. I've met some really nice people, you know, and it's, it's like it's one massive family. It's wherever you are in the world, it's, it's a great place to be. So I'm, I'm happy right now. I think it's just that everyone's, no, no one's looking at you differently you know I mean I've, I can walk down the street and every now and then you feel eyes on you you know at any Edgar event you don't feel that yeah. you, you just feel completely normal which you know everyone is yeah. even outside of Edgar event everyone's normal but there's none of that feeling that you are being watched or judged or 
there's no discrimination. Just no, it's just so normal. But before I lost my leg, I get down quite a lot. I, yeah. I used to be quite an angry golfer. Obviously, you have your highs and your lows, but but yeah, I mean now a bad day is you know I'm still this side of the ground if that makes sense. So mm. that's my mindset of it. It's mm. you know it could have very easily been the other way. So you know a bad day of golf isn't the worst thing in the world. Brad knows the worst thing in the world. When he was being treated for cancer, he met and shared conversations with another young man who had pretty much the same condition that he had with a very similar prognosis and shared the same family optimism. Unfortunately, this courageous patient didn't survive while Brad did. This lottery has stayed with Brad, often in his thoughts, five years on. There's something about Brad's quiet, considered approach to conversation, a humbleness perhaps, that promotes trust among fellow players. A wise head on young shoulders, to use a cliche. This, and the fact that his words are coming from a very good golfer, he now plays off plus 1.1, helps to encourage those he spends time with on the golf course or on the terrace after a game. One such player who'd been making his debut at an Edgar event said he was amazed how supportive Brad had been also playing his golf in exactly the right way. Very competitive, but very generous to the other players around him. Brad says he's still learning at 27. Even now, while he's used to his prosthetic leg, he has to learn to manage the fatigue over a couple of days of tournament play. He's also aware that he has to work on his self-belief to take his game to the next level. But he'll have Mitch on his bag at Wentworth, and Brad is in no doubt that his brother will strike the usual balance between focus and fun as they take on the challenge. As with so many twins, they are virtually inseparable and always try to find a game together at least once a week. Ask Brad who's the better player and he'll give you his best no comment. Best made from behind his sunglasses. Meanwhile, Brad has clearly relished playing against the other top 10 ranked players in the G4D Tour events, the likes of Brendan Lawler, Kit Puppet, Chris Biggins and Juan Postigo Arc. Juan Postigo, of course, was the player that Brad had seen on video and who had inspired him to think about playing Edgar events. It was a very nice privilege for Brad to meet Juan and to play two rounds with the Spaniard on the G4D tour. Playing alongside Juan was clearly a happy moment and, as Brad said, this is what the game should be all about. I I think without golf, I'd be in a very different place, that's for sure. Mentally, I would be. I think what golf can't really say what it means to me, but without it, I wouldn't be who I am today. Obviously, I'd still be me, but I wouldn't be as happy. I don't think. I think golf to me is happiness. That's what it really does me. Obviously, when you play, you're not always happy because sometimes you don't play the way you want to. But that's that's golf. That's life. You know, that's what happens. Um, but yeah, I think golf golf to me is just happiness. Mm.